This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. Meet the new Cubs. It's season one. It's episode 58. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And in this segment, Crawley and I are going to talk about what we heard from Corey Bellinger and Jamison Tyon when they met with the media earlier this week. I got, I got to tell you, you know, um, Cody Bellinger, everyone kind of jokes about it, always looks, when you look at him in the dugout, he looks like he started in that movie Dazed and Confused, right? Uh-huh. Looks like he, um, you know, just may like to indulge a little bit, and, and we're not judging that at all. Uh, but he did uh, get on and talk to the media, and, and so it wasn't as fiery up as Dans- Dansby Swanson. But, you know, some questions that I thought were at, um, asked by the beat writers, which, th- you know, those guys always just do a great job love the Cubs beat writers we've had a lot of them on the show but you know we talk about you know the thing about Bellinger is you know how much of what happened to him the last couple of years the fall off from MVP to you know really struggling how many of that has to do with health and this is what he had to say I think my favorite thing was uh that I've learned is you know you can't change the past but you can learn from it um I think that you know I there were definitely injuries involved and um, you know, your body wasn't moving how, you know, it used to, and, you know, I can go on and on. Um, but, you know, looking forward where I'm at right now is, uh, you know, I'm feeling really good and, and confident and strong and um, looking forward to it. See, the problem now, Crowley, is when I rewatch that cut and hear that cut, and I've heard it before, I used it on the Mullion Hall pregame show, and now after what you just said, now I'm giggling like I'm back in junior high. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, he, he, obviously there was injuries, and so how much he bounces back, um, that's that's the million-dollar question, right, especially for Cody and his agent. And so, you know, the question is, is, is that they're talking about now really is where is he at health-wise now? I mean, is there still injuries or is he ready to go? And so, you know, it's it sounds like he's ready to go, so let's see what he says. I'm really good right now. I've been – not only am I working out, I'm focused on workouts that benefit me, as opposed to just doing workouts, you know, that make people stronger. I'm, I'm doing more body specific workouts and, um, you know, overall I'm feeling really good and really strong and, um, you know, allowing my body to, you know, kind of be free and, you know, uh, what makes, makes me good and being able to, you know, tap into that. You know, there's a there's a famous saying, Dustin, or there's a famous kind of baseballism, Wally Pip, right? Yeah, don't Wally, get Wally Pipped, yeah. Right, Wally Pip injured, and who comes in to take, or you know, takes a day off? Who comes in to take his place? The Iron Man, Lou Gehrig. You know what I mean? And he loses his job. 
And so I wonder how much, you know, with Cody Bellinger, you take a look at how stacked those Dodgers teams were and how much, you know, for him, was it like, I can't get out. You know what I mean? If I leave and take some time off, am I going to get back in? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much of that was part of the situation. And I wonder how much of it, you know, how truly healthy he is now. You know, he didn't play obviously much lately, he played a lot less. Is he is he fully healed? Is he ready to go? It is going to be, I think, a big part of it. And then another question he was asked was about the mental toll. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, a lot of ball players will talk about this, and I've heard Pat and Ron and 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 Boog and Jim Deshays talk about it, about how just kind of mentally is you're struggling. It's like a it's like you know quicksand. You can't get out of it, and you're now you're starting to get into your head. You're changing your mechanics. And it just gets worse and worse. So when we talk about his mental struggles, here's what he said. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of uh, at the end of it all, I'm going to look back and be appreciative that it happened and um, going to be able to learn from it. And, you know, I have learned from it. And uh, I think it's going to be, you know, better for the longevity of my career. All right. We'll wait and see. Hopefully, like I said, he's, he's mentally ready and ready to play. Now, the one thing, Dustin, you were talking a little bit about first base and Matt Mervis. And don't forget, and and, he, and uh, Cody Bellinger was asked about this, that when Cody Bellinger was in the minors, he played primarily first base. Okay? Yep. And so let's say hypothetically, let's say Brennan Davis is, is feeling good and he's crushing in AAA, right? Let's say um, PCA all of a sudden is still just ripping it and you want to give that kid a chance. There's no saying that you cannot put uh, Cody Bellinger if he's hitting really well in first base as well. And so you, you have these options with, um, with Bellinger. It's not just center. I have played first base in the past. You know, I uh, played there my whole minor league career throughout high school. And uh, obviously my first year or two in pro ball or in, in the major leagues. And so I'm very confident over there as well. Um, you know, center field is where, you know, I've been playing most recently and, you know, I am feeling, you know, I'm very confident out there and, uh, my ability to, you know, run balls down and, um, you know, kind of the advancement on my footwork out there. It's a little different than right field where I was in 2019. So, um, just been working on my footwork and, um, but, you know, I'm confident in either position. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I feel really good in center field as well. You know, this is what excites me is that maybe he doesn't get back to his offensive form, but it will just be such a difference. I'm trying to remember when the last true center fielder to play for the Cubs was, and it probably was Albert Almora, um, but he struggled so bad with the bat that he didn't get a lot of playing time there. But I would say that it's going to be fun to see someone that knows how to take proper routes, that can get the balls. You know, sometimes people like the diving catch, but a lot of times with really great center fielders, they don't have to dive. They already are moving with the ball and they're right where the ball is at the right time. And so for me, I'm excited to see, so, you know, like I said, it's been a few years since we've had Christopher Morrell is not a center fielder. Ian Happ is not a center fielder. Jason Hayward wasn't a center fielder. The center field is not just a position. You could just throw anybody in there. And, and you know, that is a huge important position and when you're talking about not you know trying to save runs and trying to get outs it's such a key important role this defense up the middle that even if if Bellinger doesn't revert to MVP form just what he can do defensively I think is going to be worth a couple wins for the Cubs in the long run
I really agree with what you said about center field, Crowley. Spot on, way to go. Um, but I got to follow up with something that you said because it's something that we've talked quite a bit about with Mully and Hawes. We've had Zach filling in for the last couple of days, so he's obviously plugged in on everything going on with the Cubs. And we may have talked about this before, but I think it evolves as the Cubs pick people up and move people around. You just said Christopher Morrell is not a center fielder. What is or who is Christopher Morrell in your eyes on the Cubs team as it sits right now Thursday before Christmas? Look, if you have to play Chris Morrell for center for a couple games, that's fine. He's a guy that you can put at third, you can put it short, you can put it second. You know, God forbid something happens to any one of those other guys that we've talked about. So he's a great utility piece to have to be able to plug in and he'll play anywhere and everywhere. But again, if you're telling me that, that Morrell's playing 40, 50, 60 games in center, then that's not great. If you're telling me he's playing 10 to 15, you can live with that. All right, got to follow up again then based on what you said. This is also something that got brought up this morning. I never thought about it, but I found it very interesting. Do you think if that's the case and that you don't want him playing in any one position for 50 games, is it better suited for Christopher Morrell to be in the minors to start next season? So he gets somewhere, you, you figure a space, the organization figures a space, and he's getting four to five at-bats four or five days a week. It depends on what Rossi wants to do as far as how they want to use him. He is a, a, a super, you know, we called him the energizer bunny. We joked around high energy guy plays anywhere. Right. The we, he goes, he goes, they go almost kind of guy last year. Right. And so, you know, I think, I don't know if putting him in the minors is really going to do much for him. I don't think there's much more he'll get out of it. Um, the question is, does he get a consistent at bats? And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with being that kind of utility player. Now, obviously, Ben Zobris is one of the great examples of that, but there's other players that have made careers out of not just sticking at one spot, but being wherever the manager pencils them in. All right, one guy that is also going to be interesting, Crowley, to see where he gets penciled in is Jamison Tyon. Let's uh, let's talk about him. Let's hear what he had to say at his press conference. But uh, I found him uh, very interesting. I hadn't heard much from him in the past, just had seen him pitch. Uh, let's take a listen and get your thoughts on what you thought of what he had to say. Yeah, you know, the first one of the first questions they asked him about was the free agent process, and I thought that his answer was interesting, especially considering how we heard some of other, you know, is, you know, the way the Cubs approach free agency. Overall, it's like you're talking to usually a manager or, you know, a couple front office members. So in that term, it's kind of similar, but every team has a little bit different of a pitch. And for the Cubs, it was definitely genuine. They sent me custom videos that no other team sent me kind of selling me on the Wrigley experience and the history and the city and the fans um, and that stood out to me. I loved the video so much. I was watching them like every day there at the beginning for a couple weeks. Um, so that kind of kept it fresh in my mind. Um, the Cubs were actually the only team who went out of their way to meet with me in person. So that went a long way for me. Um, you know, just to be able to sit down and have the conversation face to face was definitely really nice. Um, and like I said, me and Breslow just sat there and talked for over two hours, which, you know, I think we we're probably planning on like a 30 minute meeting and we got kind of nerding out on pitching there and we just kept going and going. So um, that stood out to me, just how easy it felt. You know, everyone I talked to, it just felt easy. It felt right. Um, but, you know, I was impressed with every team for sure, but the Cubs felt, felt genuine in that regard that they reached out early. They reached out often um, videos stood out. That was something no other team did. And then just 
making the effort to, to be there in person was big. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So a couple things there. Number one, the video. We, we talked about this on the last podcast, Dustin, when we talked about um, how, how, how they got Lester and closing the deal. And so the, the bringing up of that video and how he would watch it over and over again, that stood out to me and, and, and how much he liked that. All the players, and I didn't, you know, there, when clips got repetitive, I didn't want to keep repeating them, but all the players talked about visiting Wrigley, playing Wrigley, and the atmosphere, the day games, the fans, that's still a huge selling point, you know, to a lot of players. Obviously, that's not the only one. Um, how about this, though? How about meeting with me in person? They made it an effort to go out and meet me in person. For everything I'm reading, the Cubs never met Carlos Correa in person. No. So, I, I mean, I Jed didn't say it, but it sounded like today when he was talking with Molly and Zach that – they were really focused in on Swanson. Like, he was almost at the top of their list. Now, he didn't say that he wasn't interested in all four of the guys, but he did not go out of his way to say anything great about Correa. Right, and like I said, to me, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, you know, they went out there. They literally went to see him, and that meant a lot to um that meant a lot to Tyone. So good pitch on there for the Cubs. Great job getting him up. And, uh, you know, the Cubs did have a little bit of help. And I think this next one's going to make some Cub fans smile a little bit. Yeah, I talked to Rizzo a little bit. I talked to Efros a pretty good amount. Uh, I talked to Trevor Williams, who was only there for half of the season. But, you know, I heard some really great things. I heard, you know, specifically I was asking guys a lot about the just the pitching side and the pitching department. Um, I heard great things about Tommy and Moscos, who used to be with the Yankees. Um, I heard really great things about the the app that the Cubs have built out, uh, Ivy and all of that. So it seems like a really great fit. And all the feedback I got was like, dude, if you have the opportunity to play there, you, you really have to take it. And, uh, you know, like Efros and Trevor Williams would text me and be like, are you a Cub yet? It's going to be such a great fit and stuff. So after all the hard feelings with Rizzo, he still loves us, Dustin. Yeah, that was that one caught my attention, Crowley. Um, happy that he had good things to say. I don't know that he still loves um, everything about the Cubs. I'm still very interested to find out someday what that one common denominator was that all the guys that left town said there's one common denominator as to why we've all left town. And so it's got to be one of three things. It's either Tom Ricketts, it's either Jed Hoyer, or it's David Ross. But supposedly there was one common denominator why they left. But, hey, good for Rizzo for not being a uh, uh, penis and uh, saying good things about Chicago and the Cubs. Yeah, you know, and, and Scott Efros and, you know, you know who, who the Cubs traded to Well, get. again, Efros was here for five and a half minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, but, but, yeah, it, it, definitely different from when you hear it from Rizzo. When you hear from Rizzo, it's one thing, but but here's the thing, and and I didn't put the clips because the other two guys, Swanson, and um, 
and Bellinger said the same thing about asking players. And you know who both Swanson and Bellinger brought up as helping sell them to the Cubs? I believe, I know for Swanson, it was John Lester. Lester was a guy too, but it was Jock Peterson. Ah, I do remember that. Bellinger, I remember Bellinger with Jock. And I thought I heard uh, Lester was part of a video, maybe even a conference call with uh, Swanson. Correct. Video with Swanson. But but both Bollinger and uh, Swanson, they played with uh, they played with Jock. Um, obviously, Jock was in Atlanta where he had the giant pearls. And then you had uh, you had <laughs> Jock getting flicked off by David Ross with the double birds. But Jock was only here for half a year. He was the first guy when the, all the trade stuff went down in, in 2021. He was the first one traded. So he was only here for half a season, too. But he j- just people enjoyed. I don't think people understand how much it, like the fans and the experience of Wrigley is kind of a big deal. And, and it was Eric Karros who said years and years ago, every ball player should have the chance to play at Wrigley for at least one season in their career. And I thought that that was fantastic. And there, there was a lot of recruitment going on from a lot of players. Uh, Jason Hayward was brought up uh, with with uh, Swanson. And, and so these guys are talking about, yeah, even even just for half a season, they just love being here, even if it was for that half season. Everyone knows that, you know, the game and how you might get flipped and blah, blah, blah. But I thought that that was great. Um, and the last clip that I wanted to play uh, about Trevor Williams was talking about the kind of teammate he has. And again, this goes back to the bigger picture of what I said about Swanson and also with Tyone here is you, I I truly believe Jed is getting ready for these next wave of talent to come up. And with that, making sure you have high character guys in that clubhouse. So listen to what Jameson had to say here. Yeah. So that's something I'm, I'm really excited about coming over to the Cubs too, is that they do have some young guys who are establishing, establishing themselves in the big leagues. Um, I like kind of, just playing the leadership role. I like talking to young guys. I like watching guys throw bullpens. I like helping guys prepare for their starts. I love talking mechanics. I'm always in the weight room nerding out on pitching or lifting or, you know, watching guys throw their plyo balls. Um, that's something I'm really excited about. Maybe take young guys out to dinner, maybe just in spring training, go out of my way to watch guys throw their live BPs and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to make a team better on the field, but there's also a lot of ways off the field to help guys and, you know, that's something I take pride in. I think I probably learned that as I was, unfortunately, a rehab guy there for a while. It's like, you know, I'm making this money to be a big league baseball player. I can't affect the team on the field. What can I do off the field? Can I help guys with their scouting reports? Can I be vocal in, in pitchers' meetings? Um, can I communicate with them in between innings in the dugout? Um, so it's just something as a professional, you kind of learn over time how to interact. And I'm really excited to, to join a team that's got some young guys that I can hopefully – help if they ever need anything or just you know be their number one fan and root for them um but really excited to just pour into the team and the club you know when we talk about the young pitching dustin and we we've talked about whether it's justin Steele or keegan thompson or hayden wesniski or ben brown or have um you know just a whole slew of other guys that are in that bullpen that are young guys and other guys that are going to start coming up the dj hearses of the world the jordan wicks of the world a guy like this really i think is going to be a huge influence in that clubhouse and in that dugout and and talking about going to see bullpens watching live vps in, in, in spring training or talking about, you know, geeking out and, and, and talking about grips with these guys and stuff like that. I think it's a, a great fit. All right. I, Crowley, I really loved everything I heard from all three guys that we uh, 
introduced uh, the audience to as this is uh, season one, episode 58, Meet the New Cubs. I mean, everybody, uh, somebody you could get excited about. Uh, Swanson I'm most excited about, but the other two guys didn't say anything that I uh, took issue with. Uh, that's a wrap, Crowley. Season one, episode 58, Meet the New Cubs is in the books. I hope you have a great uh, holiday with your family. I hope everybody listening has a great holiday time with their family. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crowley and I will be with you guys right after Christmas unless unless something wild happens between now and then. And if it does, make sure you're following our socials. Fly the W670 on Instagram and Twitter. Fly the W on Facebook. And you can email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Go Cubs!